0: Previously, on Growing Up Gilmore, I'm gonna wait until that scene
1: happens. Right, because if we talk about it now, we'll stop. We'll still talk about it when it comes up, and people will be like, "Wow, they really spent a lot of time talking about that one thing." Yeah, <laughs> I'd expect her to be crying if she had to kiss you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the peanut gallery. Yeah, <laughs> like, see you around, Mary. And she laughs. I'm not going to get started on Max again. (laughs) Why not? Because I'm not doing this. Hello, everyone. This is Amy. And this is Elise. And we are Growing Up Gilmore. This week, we are tackling Season 2, Episode 10, The Bracebridge Dinner. Okay, Elise, who is our writer and director for this episode? Our writer is Dan Palladino. Okay.
0: Good old Dan. Mm-hmm. And uh, Chris, Long, Chris Long is the director. Okay, uh, We had him before. Okay. Uh, presenting Lorelai Gilmore. All right. Uh, he go, He is going to direct 13 episodes. I'll okay. do a brief recap of him since we've had him before, but he... Uh, was the guy that did the patient with Steve Carell? He did. Oh yeah, the I remember episodes. talking about that. Yeah. Did things like Charmed and Weeds, and
1: mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. got
0: some seasoning.
1: Yeah, and yeah, I like it. Yeah,
0: I like Chris Long.
1: Yeah, it's a good. He's a good person for this episode, I think, because there is a lot of like. How do I want to say this? Like when I think of shows like Weeds or. um like, the patient I haven't seen. But, when, like, for example, Weeds. They make a lot of great choices on how to show something without, like, telling. Mm-hmm. And I've only seen a few episodes of Weeds, but the direction of that show is great from what I've seen.
0: Yeah. Like, I feel like Weeds, uh, Shameless, uh, Orange is the New Black. There mm-hmm. is something similar in, well, Weeds and... And Orange of the New Black is Genji Cohen. But yeah. there is something where those shows seem like really busy. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of plot. And, you know, there, a lot of things are going on. It's very active. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of, you know, stewing or, you know, slow moments. It's mm-hmm. kind of faster. Mm-hmm. And this episode definitely has that feeling. Yeah. And it's not super. There's not a lot of super deep emotions going. Well kind of but uh, with Richard and Emily, but it's lighter in a sense and it's busier.
1: Yeah. And I think this director does a great job with kind of weaving all of those details in together Mm -hmm. to a point where it's a lot happening, but it doesn't feel overwhelming in a sense. And I think that's why like Orange is the New Black did so well because it was so many things happening at once, but it wasn't... I never felt overwhelmed by everything happening. Mm-hmm. So, like, in that sense, I think it works. Mm-hmm. And I think it works for this episode, too. Because there's a lot of, like, under layering happening. And, um, yeah. And, I mean, Dan, we know it's going to be a good episode if Dan wrote it.
0: Yeah, I just... Dan's such a good writer.
1: Mm-hmm. And he's really taken a big bulk of season two. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I wonder why that is. And I wonder if part of it is they felt they had things that they really needed to tell. And Amy wanted Dan to be the one to tell it. Yeah. I don't know. It's interesting. I think of them so much as a unit. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, There's no way. Like, if... If Brynn and I were working on a project together, it would consume us to the point where it's all we would talk about. Mm-hmm. But maybe they have healthier boundaries. <laughs> but. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I know. I'm so, I
0: have not finished um, Marvelous Miss Maisel yet. And I'm like kind of holding off.
1: Is it done done now? Yeah. And okay.
0: I get a little weird when my shows end. Yeah. And I have a lot ending right now.
1: Coming mm-hmm. up, but um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm scared for, for okay because both of us watch Barry. Yep. That's ending yep. on Sunday.
0: Yep, I got a lot of things ending. I'm right now. not
1: ready. When yeah. we wa- we just watched last week's, mm-hmm. and then Bryn was like, "Well, next week it's over," and I was like, "Hold the phone! What?" I know. I am I'm not ready.
0: I'm gonna miss it. I'm and Ted Lasso
1: it. is almost done. So Ted Lasso and Succession. Oh, okay. See, I haven't started that yet, but I started bullet journaling, and on my summer bucket list, it is finish a new series. Yes. So that's <laughs> going to be my goal. Ah, uh, succession. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, succession. I should really get back into Mrs. Maisel, but, or Miss Maisel, but I haven't yet.
0: Yeah. Um, that, I feel like, is a really good uh, winter show.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Although, even it comes out more towards warmer weather for some reason, I just. Yeah. I really like it in the winter. I think shows definitely have like a weather vibe to them. Yeah, especially shows for some reason set in New York are very Mm -hmm. like. Mm -hmm. You know what is coming
1: Mm -hmm. back out though that we will have to start watching again weekly? Oh. And just like that. We, like, hate-watch
0: like that. that show. Yeah, that is that is the best show to hate-watch. Mm-hmm.
1: But Aiden is coming back. I have so many feelings about that. I know. Maybe we need to do, like, a side <laughs> episode. <laughs> I'm like, sure. So
0: Big dies and...
1: Uh-huh. Oh, but... You just okay. get Aiden back? Sure. He was on um, How I Met Aiden. Your Father. And, yes. Um, Hilary Duff, like, dated him.
0: Wait... Aiden? Yes. Shut... No, he's too old.
1: Well, that was the joke, is that eventually she thought maybe he was her dad.
0: Gross. Come on, guys.
1: Yeah. It was a lot. I haven't finished um, How I Met Your Father. Yeah. I
0: used to just wait hula hoop to it, and then I stopped wait hula hooping.
1: Yeah, that was Sopranos (laughs) for me. (laughs) I got back into wait hula hooping. Me too. But yeah, so it's... We have a lot to talk about. I will admit this episode has me in a chokehold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've been dreaming about it and stuff. I have been dreaming about it. Um, Literally. Quite literally. I don't know what it is about the episode. Well, yes, I do. Uh, yeah, me too. It's Jess. <laughs> and uh, I knew this was going to happen. Because usually I watch these episodes and just, like, blow through them. Yeah. And now that I'm, like, marinating on them, Uh it's, like, taking over my subconscious. Uh, And I'm not complaining. No. It's fun.
0: (laughs) 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 Do what you gotta do, subconscious. But, yeah. yeah.
1: This is a good one. It's his looks. It's his looks. It's his mannerisms. I mean,
0: and I don't mean, like, his looks, like... His looks.
1: I yeah. I mean, like his like actual how he quite lo- literally how he looks at with his eyes at things
0: and at specifically Rory. Rory.
1: Yeah, um, mm-hmm. is yeah. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the it's the sarcasm. Oh. Mm-hmm. And he. He gets into it this episode where I'm just like, it it but does. that's at the, e- towards the end of the episode. We have a whole episode to get through before we even get to that point, I know. but we are excited. And can I just say, I'm so happy to have Elise back <laughs> because I'm
0: happy to be back
1: <laughs> that no offense to my husband. He is so sweet. But there were so many times during that last episode that I wanted to, like, make a reference to Luke or something. And I was like, this is not going to be well-received by him. <laughs> and not that he, like, would be jealous. I don't want to say that. But it just, like, he doesn't get it. Yeah, it's different. It is. To talk about your girls mm-hmm. About, mm-hmm. about Luke. Yeah. And... So I'm excited for this episode that we do get some Luke and Lorelei as well mm-hmm. for us to kind of dive in with it. But yeah, I think, um, oh, I wanted to mention too, last night I saw The Little Mermaid and mm-hmm. our girl Melissa McCarthy plays Ursula. She does fabulous. Yeah, I wouldn't, I'm not surprised it was really exciting to see her do something like that, and I'm like, mm-hmm. look at where you've look at where you started, and look at where you are. You're like a Disney star now. Yeah, she's like the Michelle Williams of Dawson's Creek. Yeah, completely. It's cool. Yeah, I did love um, hearing an interview she had where she talked about um, recording. Or, you know, acting for the WB and stuff. And she was like, on Gilmore Girls, like, I felt like I was always pregnant on that show. <laughs> but it wasn't real. And, like, in between takes, we would all be, like, smoking. And she's like, I didn't really yeah. smoke, but, like, I would if somebody offered me a cigarette. And she had, like, a fake belly on. And she would do this gag where she would take a drag from her cigarette and then punch her her fake belly Mm -hmm. and then like let all the smoke out and everyone was laughing. And she was like, it's going so well. I'm going to do it again. And she goes to do it again. And a tour of people drive by and like, no (laughs) one is laughing. And then she turns around and she's like, Oh my God, it's not a real belly or whatever. And I'm like, I love it. I (laughs) I just love it. She's like, I'll do anything for a laugh. And at that moment, Wasn't a good idea. (laughs) So. She's so cool. I know. But this episode is really fun. I don't think as a child I understood the magnitude of the character development in this episode. Mm -hmm. But it's there. And I think when we talk about like Rory shifting this episode, you kind of get to see where, like, the shift continues. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to get into that. Yeah. So I think we should just get started. Let's dive in. Our episode opens, and it is already winter time in Stars Hollow, and the Gilmore Girls are working on their Snow Woman.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And while they are working on their snow woman, they are having commentary on a man a few feet away from them who has made, like, a Charles Dickens-esque snowman. And I wouldn't even say it's a snowman. It's like a snow sculpture. Yeah. And they're discussing how unfair it is that he's, like, using a buffer on it and, like, a little chisel and all of the detail that he's going that he's putting into it. And Lorelai says that he's not from town. He's like a plant that somebody hired to take the contest away from everyone else. And finally, Rory says, let's just not even look at him. So then they start talking about what they're going to do on Rory's break from school. So we now know that Rory will not be at school for this episode. She says a whole lot of nothing. I don't want to do anything. They talk about watching The Godfather 3 with commentary and how she has to do work for the paper because Paris wants the next issue to be a double issue. So that becomes an issue for Rory. At that point, they're working on the sculpture and the head falls off and they decide that's it. We're just going to get coffee. And that's that. Yeah. So... We know that Rory now has a lot of free time that we will definitely see Paris because we know how Paris is, and the snowman comes back later, and I think that that was very clever writing. So that's the opening scene, and it kind of sets up a lot, but without us realizing it's setting up a lot, um, which is always great writing on on the show's part. so that's Dan. Yes. Totally. We are at the Independence Inn, and I forgot that Rune still works there. <laughs> and he's like trying to dust off this picture frame by jumping to dust off the top of it. And Michelle is trying to talk to someone on the phone, and he has just had enough of Rune, as we all have at this point. And I haven't had enough of him. Oh, well, you will by the end of this episode. I love Rune. Okay, well, that's really nice for you and Rune. <laughs> we need a room. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And Lorelai comes in as Michelle and Rune are bickering and she's like, "Please, no bickering in the lobby." And Rune's like, "Well, where can we bicker in this place?" And Michelle looks at him like, "Will you please shut up?" <laughs> uh Then we cut to the kitchen. Suki and Jackson are going through like this list of a million different mushrooms. And Lorelai comes in and says, we're about to hold auditions for the musicians. And it is revealed that they are hosting a Bracebridge dinner. And there's a lot of history around the Bracebridge dinner. And we'll get into that in the town hall. Because I was not aware that this was like a real thing. Yeah, me
0: either, until I Google search, because I was mm-hmm. just trying to
1: pull up this episode, and I'm like, Yeah, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, so we'll kind of talk about it later in the episode, but it's like a 19th century, like, full meal with um, the Bracebridge Squire, and he announces all of the um, dishes are announced, and it's like a seven-course meal. We're doing this. Can we do this? Can we get guitar- our We'll sure. talk about it until the meeting, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they fill in Jackson and say that he's going to be the squire. And then they walk off and he's like, wait a second, I'm not going to do that. And he just like follows them around and they're like, we're so crazy for doing this. And he's like, what, making me the squire? And they completely ignore him to the point where he's like, fine, I'll do it. I'll be the squire. And honestly, that poor man and i feel bad because if i needed Bryn to do something that is exactly how i would introduce it <laughs> and just like not let him talk himself out of it
0: yeah and I know. that's fine and like even the dynamic of like the three of them yes like Suki has her best friend or yep
1: that's like the three of us yes. yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's kind of like we love you bren
1: but you gotta they do love, this and they
0: love jackson
1: yeah you know but
0: you know mm-hmm.
1: you're the squire so we find out they're hosting this big group of people they're gonna fly in on a private jet and stay at the inn and do the dinner and they're so excited Um, it's revealed that they picked Jackson to be the squire because the costume would fit him best. So he runs off to talk to Suki about that because there's a fire in the kitchen. So she has to run off. And Lorelai is left listening to a harpist play. And we said this would have been a great opportunity for Drella to come back. Uh And it's weird that she didn't, but it could have been, you know, family guy taking priority um or mad tv even i think at that point mad tv was still on so that's probably why they didn't have drella as much as we hate drella this was a good opportunity to have her come back Mm -hmm. Um, but as she's listening to the harpist play she gets a phone call from christopher Yay! And he says he knows Rory's going on break soon and wondered if she could stay with him and Sherry for a few days. And that Sherry fixed up the guest bedroom so it would be perfect for her to stay with them. And you can immediately tell that Lorelei is like, no. But she plays it pretty cool and is like, well, that's awfully short notice, but I'll let her know. And. She can be the one to decide if she wants to or not. And I think, first of all, it pisses me off because now that he is in a relationship with someone, he wants to play like, I'm an involved dad. I want to be a part of Rory's life where like beforehand, never wanted never asked her to come on a school vacation like never involved her in the happenings of his life like that was it and now that he's dating someone who wants to be a part of his life he suddenly wants to share his daughter with them Mm -hmm. I think that's really gross it's like he's just doing this all for Shelly
0: I see Sherry
1: yeah oh yeah Shelly um Yeah, it's yucky. And second, like Lorelai is possessive and also selfish. Like she wants that time with Rory. She sees Rory working hard all the time. They don't get as much time to spend together as they would in the past. And she's like, this is our break. We spend time together over break. Okay, so the question for me is...
0: Is Laura Light weird about this because she wants a time with Rory? No, she's weird about it because of Sherry. And it's strictly so she if like say Sherry was not in the picture and Christopher was like, Can you send Rory out, would she still be weird? Or would she be like, Hey, why don't you come to our place? I have an idea.
1: Uh-huh. I think It's a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B. I think a lot of it has to do with Sherry. But then I also think if he were alone, she would have gone with. Yeah.
0: So, But at the end of the day, the point is it's never about Rory.
1: No, (laughs) it never is. And her saying that she'll talk to Rory about it is baloney because... It takes her a long time to tell Rory about it. And I think because she's insecure. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Brynn and I talked about in the last episode with, like, who has the most insecurity in the show. I mean, time and time again, we see all these different insecurities that Lorelai has. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, Rory is her person. And she doesn't want to give that up for anyone else. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, it's hard though because then I'm like trying to put myself in Laura shoes, mm-hmm. and to give her maybe a slight benefit of, of the doubt. And I don't know if I can, but maybe she doesn't want Rory to also get used to Christopher being in her life. Yeah, if he's just gonna like totally. You know, I'm just like, he's just doing this for Sherry. Mm -hmm. Like, is she, is she feeling some of these things too? Is that, is it not just like,
1: I'm jealous of Sherry. It's that she's also kind of worried. I think it's, yeah. Well, and too, I wonder like, if she's worried that Rory will like her time there more than she likes her time in Stars Hollow. Uh And she's like, am I opening up a can of worms by letting her go? Because she's going to want to go more often. I'm not going to get enough time with her. And I think part of her, too, is like, no, I'm the one that raised her. I'm the one that gets to spend time with her. You haven't contributed anything.
0: Yeah. And then you're t- you're literally just
1: parading like, your daughter around in front of this, like, new girlfriend.
0: And you're asking last minute, too. Yeah. So she already in her mind was like, me and Rory are going to. You know, Mm -hmm. we don't
1: have plans to do anything except for watch The Godfather 3, but, you know. They don't need set-in-stone plans. Like, they'll always find something to do. Yeah. And so I think for her, it's like, I'm looking forward to having my daughter's undivided attention for Mm -hmm. a while. And, like, we need this time together. Yep. I get that. I I do.
0: I get it, too. It's, It's easy to, like... Pinpoint some of like the asshole behavior that I think yeah. that Lori Light certainly does have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to like market
1: it that way, yeah. But, but there I, is a reason that she is that way, yeah, and rightfully so sometimes, yeah. Especially with stuff with Christopher, like I'm sorry, that dude is a jackass. No, he is. He did make a funny joke though when that harp oh, was playing. Yeah, and he's like, "Where are you, heaven?"
0: Yeah, that yeah. was like the only time Christopher made me laugh at that mm-hmm. point. Um, but yeah, no, he is such a dick. I think that maybe some of this, these other like benefit of the doubt feelings for Love or lie. Maybe she doesn't even realize that she's feeling that way.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's part of it. And, like, we get way more into that in it should have been Lorelai.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because that's, like, where we meet Sherry and, like, all of these feelings start to come out. Um. So this is kind of building us to that point. And that's in, like four episodes, I think. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're already, like, planting this seed, that this relationship is going to kind of blow up into something bigger is really interesting to me. Mm -hmm. Because, like, when I watch this, I know it's coming, but I don't pay attention to, like, these little details that kind of start...
0: Planting the seed. Yeah,
1: planting the seed. Exactly. So... It's interesting to pick up on that now and be like, "Oh wow, that's mm-hmm. like not for a few more episodes, but we really are like planting this seed for we're, this big thing that's going to happen." It's like
0: good writing, you know. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, it's not just like, "Oh, here, this is a new plot point," and you're like, "Wait, okay, okay, we're well, now we're on this plot point," but it's a slow build up to
1: it. Yeah, yeah, it's just like, it's genius. It is genius. It's wonderful. And I hate Christopher mm-hmm. Me so too. much. He, yeah. 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 He sucks. Yeah. <laughs> we are at a very short scene for Friday night dinner. And it starts with just silence. They are all just eating. And finally, Rory looks at Lorelai. And she's like, okay, somebody's got to say something. So she, like, mimes to her that she needs to start a conversation. And she asks about her parents' travel plans because usually they travel at this time of year. And Emily says they are not traveling anywhere this year, to which prompts Richard to go to his office and work. He says he has a few calls to make and to come say goodbye when they leave. He excuses himself, and Emily says that he is really having a tough time with his job. Um, Any perceived slight he is hung up on, and Lorelai tells this horrible story where she's like, he can be so sensitive. And she's like, yeah, one time when I was a kid, he had bought a new suit And he asked how he looked, and I said, you look fat. And then she was like, wait a second, that's not a perceived slight. And so we get a little bit of fat shaming, which is fun. Um, (laughs) Which this show does a lot of. Yep. And... They're like, what, when is this going to resolve itself? And Emily says she doesn't know. And that's kind of where it ends. So we know that things are still rough for Richard and it's kind of causing a lot of tension in their household right now. Um, um, and
0: yeah, cause we, it's for, for me, sometimes it is kind of, jarring to see Richard at dinner because yeah. we have a lot of episodes where he's not right and I think this is the first one he's been at in a while it is yeah and it was automatically like oh it, dinner with Emily and Rory and Lorelai is already awkward mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then you when you like just adding Richard even added another layer
1: Yeah, um, yeah
0: but sometimes it's not like that I guess but
1: No, but I think they know how to play up the tension really well. Mm -hmm. And you're right, like a lot of those dinner scenes do have an air of awkwardness to them at some point. Like the whole thing may not be awkward, but there are moments of Mm -hmm. awkwardness throughout. Um, But they, they do such a great job at that. And I think the Gilmore girls, the ladies, have like this sense where it's like we all love each other but we have weird like hang-ups with it mm-hmm. and you can always tell that that's there whether they're saying anything or not yeah and i think they do a great job with that so yeah but we mean we can tell that there's issues between Emily and Richard. Right, it's that showing not telling. Mhm. And they do such a great job at that with this show. It's very theatrical in that way.
0: And yeah, and they don't because like Emily and Richard have been having issues. Mhm. Even like presenting Laura like Gilmore. Mhm. So, they didn't tie that up with a neat bow and we just forgot about it. Right. So they are developing that. I love the behind, like, I love how Gilmore Girls does this, where some of the side characters, like there's you know, like Sookie and Jackson, they're still developing it in a mm-hmm. sense, but we just don't see it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it's like... We don't see it always constant, or it's just... Their lives keep going, even when we're not seeing them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. If, if I feel like the, it's done in a, a way where they are continually thinking mm-hmm. of these characters without without having to show us every episode or, you right. know what I mean? They yeah. know how to continue the story in, in their imaginations, and we are able to do that, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like that goes back to something we said in, like, our very first episode where this show follows the pace of real life,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where... You know, it's a week by week process. We get to see full weeks. And while we don't get to see everything that happens in that week, we are able to follow it and piece it together because they have a great representation of these characters. And when we do get to finally see them, we see, oh, okay, this is like, This is what's been going on and we can pick up on that just from like small mannerisms or like comments that people make and that it's just it's the writing. It is the writing. It boils down to Dan Palladino and maybe that's why he's taken so many episodes on in this season because they're trying to build up where they need to be. And that could be something we could look at, too. Like, which episodes he wrote this season and how do those episodes kind of Mm -hmm. piece together this storyline that we're following with these characters. Yeah, I don't...
0: I just... Dan and Amy... Because when I watch, like, Marvelous Miss Maisel, these characters are so... Every character... They write characters so well. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: And, like, I like to dabble in writing. And... It it is a like that's a big challenge to like make a full fledged person, yeah, you know, and a full fledged person, and then develop them so richly, right? Yeah, completely. I don't know. It's just like
1: it's really a given, and it's to do just that, talent. like without telling us everything, yeah, you know. It's like, like we, we have full character. Like, we know yeah. Kirk as a full character, and we've only seen him, you know, like, every other episode, you know? Like, we understand his life mm-hmm. thus far. Or even, like, Suki, or, you know. That's it. Like you can just tell it. they love these characters. hmm Like, mm-hmm. love them. Yeah. It's just such a great, a great part of this show. Yeah. We are back at the Independence Inn. And Suki is preparing all of the servers for the evening of the dinner saying, you know, this is how you should talk and this is what we're going to do. Kirk is like transcribing the entire conversation. So he's like clicking away on this ancient laptop and she's like, you're driving me crazy. And, Rune is there and kind of making fun of the whole ordeal. And Jackson tells him to shut up and that Suki's been working really hard on this and that he needs to be nicer. And Kirk says, well, not all of us are sharing intimacies with Suki. So you get kind of a break from, you know, whatever. And he's like, she doesn't. Give me any special treatment. And Kirk's like, she's called you peaches three times. <laughs> but... And Jackson's not
0: only rocking his overalls. hmm he's, rock- he's rocking
1: overalls in a turtleneck. Yeah, like a turtleneck sweater. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like hardcore, like, farmer look. He pulls off a turtleneck sweater better than Dean does. <laughs> I was going to say... um he looks kind of good in it. Well, the last time you were, like, thirsting over Jackson is I when don't we know first it, saw him with overalls, and you were like... I don't know why. No, it is weird. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Maybe you should, um, like, peruse farmer's markets. Maybe you'd find, like, a nice Jackson.
0: No, I want to, like, start perusing,
1: like, Home Depot. Mm, Yeah. What if there was a farmer's market in the parking lot of a Home Depot? (laughs) That's what I need. Yeah, that's what you need. Okay, I'm going to look for it. It's got to be somewhere. Or Fleet Farm. Yeah, I I, feel like Fleet Farm, no offense to people that shop at Fleet Farm, but Fleet Farm feels like older generations shop there where like Home Depot or like Lowe's is like our generation yeah. shops there. Yeah. If that makes any sense at all. <laughs> um probably not. Like at but Lowe's
0: and Home Depot I would find more of a bougie
1: mm-hmm. um farmer. Farmer. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Builder. Yep. Yeah, you need a carpenter. <laughs> and anyway. I don't want them
0: wearing overalls.
1: <laughs> I don't know what's going on. But as they are preparing all of these things, Lorelai comes in and she tells Suki that the Bracebridge group is snowed in and they will not be able to make it. And Suki's like, I'm I'm so mad and I'm sad, I'm smad. Mad. <laughs> And that's what we're left with. They've done all of this preparation. And of course Rune is like, oh, so we're not going to be getting paid for this anymore. And it's like, Rune, read the room, man. Mm-hmm. What is your deal? Um, but yeah, so it's not happening anymore. They don't know what to do about it. Um, it's all paid for. Like they still had to pay for the dinner and the rooms and everything. Um so the inn will sit empty that night, or so we are led to believe. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it for that scene. It's yeah, it's fun. It,
0: it's like a it's just building Yeah. to the
1: yeah the main the, plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have like these little vignettes in this episode until we get to like the main story, and sometimes the main the course. Sh- yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah, right? It is so Bracebridge dinner set up. How dare you? Oh, my <laughs> God. I hate when you do that. It really pisses me off.
0: You know what? I like um, also. <laughs> Sorry, talking to me is like talking to like i a weird <laughs> child. I like to lower that red turtleneck, too.
1: Yeah, me too. She does look nice and red. She, she does. doesn't really wear it that often, no. But
0: yeah, but yeah, no. That is, I think that this show is set up like the dinner.
1: Yeah, we get all these different courses until we get to like the entree. Yeah. Did you have that plan this whole time, or did that seriously just come to you? That seriously just came to me. I hate you.
0: So, No, I don't. Don't because I didn't know that. It just came to me, and I think that talking about it—that's how you come to it sometimes.
1: Whatever. <laughs> we are at Luke's Diner with Suki, Lorelei, and Rory. And they're basically just sitting with sadness about how they have all this food and the inn's going to just sit empty. But, you know, everything was paid for, so they're not losing any money. Suki suggests that she still make the dinner for the three of them. And they talk about how sad that would be because it'd just be the three of them having dinner by themselves in this big empty inn. And then Luke comes up and they said, well, what about Luke? He likes to eat and Jess, he likes to eat, right? And Luke's like, what's happening? And then Lorelai has this great idea to invite everyone and have like a big town slumber party where they still host the dinner and it's just all of Stars Hollow that comes instead. Um, Luke is like, I never agreed to go to this. And she's like, Well, you're going to tell everyone. He's like, Okay, uh, eight o'clock. And she's like, No, seven. He's like, I'm not
0: just going to be your messenger boy.
1: Mm-hmm. But and of she,
0: course he is. And then she gives him the look, mm-hmm. like the puppy eyed look.
1: Mm-hmm. And And as he turns away, Elise is like, he is so whipped.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's very much like they just did this, the same thing with um, Suki and Jackson.
1: Yep. Yep. We're starting to see. It's starting to almost become annoying how much of a couple they are without actually being a couple. I've seen people like that. Bryn and I were like that at at the very beginning. (laughs) But yeah, it's frustrating. Um, But yeah, so now the whole town is coming to dinner. And uh, the whole town having a slumber party sounds interesting. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who? uh, Yeah. It's weird. It's weird, but, but it's, it's Star's Hollow. Yeah. It's very Star's Hollow. Mm-hmm. And I... Mm, there's going to be a uh, There would be a lot happening if I were invited to that dinner for a slumber party. Like what? Okay, I'm going to Okay.
0: No, I don't know, man. This, I think there is like this weird um coming off that last episode with Luke and Lorelai's mm-hmm. conversation.
1: Yeah, I'm sorry, but like you are not treating him as if he was a friend, like someone you can rely on. You have, for lack of a better term, friend-zoned him, And then you go and pull this kind of act in this episode. And it's like, girlfriend, you are giving him mixed signals up the wall. Like, you can't look at somebody like that if you're just friends. Yeah. I don't know about that conversation they had. I don't
0: know if it was. I I can't even get into, like, what happened. It's too confusing to me.
1: Yeah, because it's like, what What are you, like, really, truly, what are you getting at here? Because, like, I don't know if she was saying in that conversation,
0: like, hey, I'm, I am into you, but you're going to have to play the
1: long game with me. Yeah, that's why, like, I couldn't, that's why I wish we would have. I know. Yeah. But it's like, what are you, what are you trying to accomplish with this? Like, are you setting him up for the long game? Or are you trying to just keep him at bay because you're still not a hundred percent sure that you've dated every person you've ever wanted to date. Mm -hmm. And it drives me crazy Um, that she does that. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's
0: like, I like you so much that I don't want to lose you. And I have issues with, um, commitment, commitment, men, Men, but like also I don't have a lot of people to count on. And Mm -hmm. if I lose you, that's like too much. And Mm -hmm. I get that. Mm -hmm. But it's like weird when you do like relationship stuff and like he's pining after you and you're driving him like also like probably sexually nuts. And are you enjoying that?
1: Yeah, it becomes kind of icky, like manipulative, icky, like manipulative is not the right word I'm thinking of, but it 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 feels very intentional and gross. Mm-hmm. Like, I want you to want it,
0: but I'm not going to give you anything. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know. And I think that Luke... Um, is a little apprehensive of wanting to do this Bracebridge dinner because of Mm -hmm. their previous conversation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sure he's kind of like, okay, where is she drawing the line then? Yeah. Because, like, I mean, we'll see more of it later, too. Yeah. Of this apprehension.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. It's confusing. I'd be so confused if I was I would, too. I would, too. Honestly. (laughs) Truly. Yes. Oh, I just can't wait. Okay, Okay, we got to keep going. (laughs) We are outside of Stars Hollow High with Lane and Dean. They are talking about whether or not they are going to the inn. Shindig, I think Dean calls it, which like, are you 80 years old or what? Um, And Lane says, yeah, I'm going. I'm just trying to talk my mom out of going. And they have like this little back and forth and prior to watching this scene, Bryn came in the room and we were kind of talking about how Lane and Dean have like a weird chemistry. I Yeah,
0: I think they have a good chemistry. Like
1: and I don't, weird, know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's like a we're friends chemistry or if it's like a little bit more than friends, whatever. I do think. If things ended on good terms with Dean and Rory, there could have been possibility there, but I think Lane is so devoted to being a good friend yeah. that she would never. Yeah. So, but like if if they would have wrote Dean
0: as more of, a, if they would have utilized him as a, a potential room. Um, what can we say? It not
1: roommate, a classmate. Romance. Oh, Uh, romance. romance, A romantic character for Lane. uh, Lane. I just think they were so like, we need somebody for Rory. Yeah. And this is it, Mm -hmm. you know. But in the middle of their conversation, we see Jess fighting with another classmate in like the yard by the gazebo and stuff. And I, people are going to be so disgusted with me and I do not just know that I am speaking from like the teenage version of me I always thought that it was so cool in the winter time when like a guy didn't wear a jacket I still do yeah and I'm like wow You're really tough, aren't you? you?
0: Yeah, like you. You you don't need a coat. You're too
1: cold to wear a coat, or you're too hot to wear a coat. Yeah. So he's fighting this guy, and it's the layered T-shirt thing because I remember when that was so trendy. Yeah, man. So he's fighting. (laughs) Dean goes in to break up the fight, and as he breaks up the fight, Jess takes a swing at him. And, of course, Dean goes into the, oh, I'm not going to fight you, man. I'm not fighting you. You knew it was me. Why would you keep swinging? And Jess was like, I had momentum. And he's like, I don't need your help fighting because Dean said, like, I'm trying to break it up. And he was like, I don't need your help, but thanks for trying. And he kind of walks off and that's that. And... Uh, Knowing Dean, he's not going to let this go because everything to him is a personal attack on him. And I think he just wants to reiterate to Rory that he is not a good person. Yeah.
0: So. I don't know. In this thinking about Jess, he's fighting with this other, this other schoolmate. Mm -hmm. Um, It's weird because it's like, Jess really does not get along with people.
1: Well, and also later on in the sleigh ride, or not the sleigh ride, but the carriage ride, Rory does say that that kid is a jerk. Yeah. That he's fighting. Yeah. So she kind of like defends Jess in that moment by Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah, that guy is a jerk. Yeah, she didn't hear the full story from Dean. Right. Because then Dean would probably know that guy's a
0: jerk, too. Well, yeah. And maybe Jane doesn't think that guy's a a jerk. And this is where you see another, like, dynamic between, Mm -hmm. like, how Rory sees the world
1: differently from Dean. I mean, that could very well be the case. Because Dean is still technically new. Well, he's he's been been there for a year at this point. Like, this is his second year of school there. But, like... He probably doesn't pay attention to that stuff. I don't know. Or he knew and left it out because he wanted Dean to sound, or he wanted Jess to sound really bad. Yeah. You know? And I
0: think Dean is, like, fitting in
1: Stars Hollow. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just creating that, like, he is so bad, and I was trying to do a good thing by breaking up this fight. And it's like, Dean, just stay out of it. You don't need to be like a superhero all the time. Yeah, and like you don't like Jess. Right. So why are you trying to break up a fight? Like just let them fight. Who cares? Yeah, and I think that's why Jess is really annoyed. Yeah. Yeah. And Jess is like, "Just let me have my fun." <laughs> <laughs> let me fight this guy without a winter coat on. <laughs> oh, man, Jess. I know. And we said our episodes were going to get longer once we got to Jess. And we have stayed very true to that. (laughs) Because we just end up saying, ah, Jess. Jess." I know. Jess. Mm. It's better than saying, Max. Max Medina. (laughs) God. We are back at the Gilmore residence. And Lorelai and Rory are going through the guest list of people. And she's trying to figure out who she's going to put with who. She says she's going to put Bootsy with Luke. And Rory's like, you can't do that because Jess is coming with Luke. And she goes, oh, well, I'll just put Jess with Miss Patty. And Rory says, there will be no Jess left the next morning. (laughs) And I'm like, "Mm." hmm. So we're all in agreement then that he's attractive. Okay, great, great. Oh, yeah. She admitted it without Uh having to say it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. At that point, Rory is looking through um, old Christmas cards or current Christmas cards, I should say. And they make a few jokes about ugly babies. And then she finds a card from Christopher and Sherry. And she's like, you didn't show me this one. And Lorelai's like, oh, I didn't. Uh, Well, um, there it is. And it's like, okay, we can tell what you're doing, Lorelai. Like, we're on to you. But um, Rory says, oh, that must be Sherry. And she says, yeah, she looks like a young Tammy Faye Baker. (laughs) Okay, Lorelai. such a bitch. That's like a terror. yeah, yeah. Like, okay, your jealousy is showing. We get it. But Rory's like, no, she's than that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this whole scene, Rory is like not having it with Lorelai's like commentary. She kind of has like a, f- a comment back for everything Lorelai says. Because then she asks Rory why is room 3013 or 13 or 31? I can't remember. A one and a 3. Why <laughs> is that room empty? And Rory says, well, I thought maybe a certain disgruntled husband and wife could stay in that room. And she says, oh, Woody and Soon-Yi. And we're like, oh, because at that time, it was funny to make references about that. And I I shouldn't even say that it was okay. But it was referenced a lot. Yes. And
0: now... Like as we've grown as um, a culture or society, we just realize how problematic it is to like joke about
1: Woody and Sunnyi. Yeah, and how like horrific that situation is—beyond horrific. Yeah, so we're just gonna recognize yep. that, and you know, it, <laughs> it was—it it, was its time, though. It was of its time, absolutely. But she agrees that they will invite. Richard and Emily to stay in the room and Rory goes and we're going to hope that they can stay because if we don't that's bad karma and we're already making fun of ugly babies so we need good karma to balance it out. Um and that's kind of where it ends. Mm-hmm. So things like, yeah, things are wrapping up here. I think that Rory in this scene you had said kind of has like an, a, a different mindset to her. It's like a weird tone with
0: Lorelai. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I liked it. I don't, I mean, I I thought it was an interesting choice.
1: Me too. And oh, and we need to talk about the opening to this scene too. Because it's the mailbox.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. The mailbox is just really cute.
1: <laughs> well, it's, like, the attention to detail yes. with the mailbox. Like, the red paint, like, fading. It's, like, bleeding it, into the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And, like, the it's font, those,
0: And it says Gilmore. And mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful shot.
1: It's those, like, little touches that make the show feel homey. Because mm-hmm. you can see the house in the background. And, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a really pretty shot. Yeah. Go and Chris I, Long. I know. We don't go, get to see... Go little moments like that all the time. Mm -mm. Usually we see like the, you know, generic exterior shot that they'll use from time to time of like the The inn and whatever the diner, but it's nice to mix it up a little bit. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if we'll see that shot again later. Maybe, maybe, but yeah, I think like the last episode really does kind of start a shift in Rory or two episodes ago, and we're kind of starting to see her kind of, like, buck her mom on stuff. Like, I'm not just going to go along with what you want because you're my mom.
0: And think. Right. And then you got to wonder, is that in response to some of the feelings that she's feeling towards. I think that Mm -hmm. these feelings for Jess, Mm -hmm. when you like have a crush, everyone knows I explain anything normal. I mean, or in like out of, out of the normal is when you have like a crush
1: on someone, you start to think about them more or whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, what would my life, what would happen in my life if we did date? And -hmm. she probably knows that Lorelai would have a hard time with it. Yeah. (laughs) So she's Mm -hmm. like, I better start getting on the defense now. Yeah, it's like I think it's subconscious maybe mm-hmm. a little bit. I think so, too. I mean, I mean, that would not be my subconscious. That would just be my conscious, like, <laughs> decision. Yeah, 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 she's.
0: I. She, you can tell she's got a crush on Jess, and I think she's kind of annoyed with her mom for not liking Jess.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I think the way she talks with Jess is very Lorelai mm. and yeah. we can get into that, yeah. but we are about to start the dinner. So okay. now that we're 14 minutes into the episode <laughs> and about an hour into the podcast, things will begin rolling much faster now. You see me rolling, <laughs> you <hating. laughs> All right, we are at the dinner. The guests are arriving. Oh, okay. There's just a lot that happens here. Yeah, a ton. So, as the guests are coming in, they're giving them their room, showing them where they need to be. The first guests that arrive are um, Maury be- and Babette. And Maury is upset that they're the first to arrive. But Babette says, oh, it's okay, honey, we'll be late to dinner because charlie parker was late for everything um at that point paris comes in with things from the newspaper and they discuss how they're going to turn things around to make the paper work and rory says i'll get started on this right away tomorrow and paris is like why what do you have going on tonight as she literally is coming to the inn because Rory is not home. Rory ends up extending an invitation to Paris to come. And Paris being Paris believes that she's only getting an invite because she's pathetic.
0: Well, it's funny. She goes, what are you doing
1: tonight? Yeah. She says, well, what are you? Or she says, well, when I go home, I would just be reading the Iliad or, or playing Monopoly with my Portuguese nanny. And I crush her every time. <laughs> and like- Paris is like, or Rory says, okay, that that sounds like fun. And she's like, reading the Iliad for a third time is not nothing. <laughs> she's so defensive. Yeah. But she decides to Hilarious. stay. she calls her nanny and says she's going to stay. And I love this because I think I really hope I think this is the turning point for her and Rory. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, oh, she actually is inviting me to hang out with her. And people don't usually do that. Yeah, because she is so defensive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think Rory just kind of embraces it. Yeah. And she's like, this is just Paris, and I'll just talk talk her down from whatever she's feeling mm-hmm. at the moment.
0: Because she was like, Rory was like, well, we're doing a, you know, a dinner here and stuff. And then she's like, fine, I'll just get out of your hair.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah,
0: Paris. She wasn't. Paris she was not Paris. giving you a hint yeah. to
1: leave. No. Yeah, but after that is settled, Dean comes in and his sister Clara, and she's all dressed up and and Rory says she looks so cute. Is is she wearing Stella McCartney? And she goes, I'm wearing a Walmart. And um, I hate Dean's sister. <clears throat> she's a child. <laughs> oh my god she's annoying well again she's a a child child. (laughs) but she does uh kind of ruin his plans for the evening i think so uh but when dean and clara come in in the background you can see luke and jess arriving and dean's like oh i didn't know he was gonna be here and rory's like is that a problem And Dean says, well, you know, he got into a fight and I tried to break it up and he swung at me. And Rory's like, he hit you? And Dean goes, he tried. (laughs) Like, okay, Dean, relax. And when they turn around, Jess does like this smart Alec like wave at Je- or at Dean like hey was, buddy i don't think he was waving at dean i think the way he waved
0: made me think he was waving at dean oh i thought he was he was completely ignoring dean and just like waving at rory mm. hmm okay interesting yeah i, I guess wonder.
1: i interpret the wave to dean because all he has to do is look at rory Yeah. And that says everything. Yeah. But yeah. Um, At that point, we cut to Lorelai, who goes into the kitchen to make sure that everything is going well and is ready to go. And uh, Rune is getting dressed in the kitchen. And they're like, oh, it's a naked Rune. And he's like, my thighs are too big for these pants. and. Lorelei's like, um, how about we just get you new pants and somewhere new to get dressed? Other than the kitchen where we cook food, Rune. Yeah. So that whole debacle happens. And we knew that Rune was going to be dramatic this evening because it's Rune. And then we cut back to Emily and Richard arriving. And Richard is in a fabulous mood. They have no idea why, but Emily says he's been like that for the last two days, and she loves it. And he's just so happy to be there. They got all dressed up for the evening, and it seems like a really nice, genuine moment. Yeah, because he does not seem like he's been very happy
0: in previous episodes if they have to go anywhere and right. do anything.
1: Yeah, and so he is definitely a different person now. hmm um, as they walk away, Rory, or excuse me, Lorelai sees Bootsy walk in. She goes, "Ugh, a hostess job is never done. She goes to greet him. And in the background, we see Jess standing alone, looking at some artwork on the wall. Rory turns to look at him and he looks at her and she turns back around. As she's turning back around, he gets the biggest smirk on his face. Like, I can tell that you were just checking me out. And you got caught. It's just like when you know you have sexual tension with, tension with someone. Yep. And you both are like, yeah. Well, and he's starting to recognize, I'm getting under your skin. Yeah. And now I'm under your
0: boyfriend's skin, too. Like, I know what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Don't worry about, girl. Exactly. <laughs> but before we dive too much into Jess and Rory... Because I feel like we we can get into them a lot more. Yeah, please, uh, please, a couple minutes, or for us maybe thirty minutes from now. <laughs> I know, seriously. Um, the dress Lorelai's wearing, <sighs> the black dress. Yeah, and the red strappy ankle sandal shoes.
1: Mm-hmm. And her curled hair. I'm sorry, I this may be like a generalized thing, but. Black and red, like, as a color combination is always, like, very heightened, like, sexual colors to me. Yeah. And it makes me think of 10 Things I Hate About You um. when um, they say that she has a black bra and underwear <laughs> and they're like a girl only wears a black bra if she yeah. knows she's gonna get some or something like that it makes me think of that
0: i totally forgot about that yes yeah
1: so i think i always equate like if you wear black and then like you do a touch of color it's like and if it's red, red. you're uh-huh doing Roxanne.
0: something but yeah i also want to say okay i don't remember what season this is and I think it's when Luke and Lorelai are together, or um, about to get together. I can't remember, but I remember Luke telling Lorelai and saying something, "Wear that black dress of yours,"
2: mm-hmm. or like,
0: "Is it the black dress I love so much?" or something. So I'm like, "What mm-hmm. dress is it?" Because it could possibly be this one. She also did wear a black dress in presenting. Lorelai Gilmore, I think, and yep. then she ends up at the diner, and that one was pretty sexy too. Mm-hmm. But I think she was more wearing that for Christopher. Yeah, but it'd be kind of fun to like just make a mental note, yeah, of, like when Lorelai busts out those black dresses. It, mm-hmm. A black dress you can never go wrong with. It's amazing, and she looks great in it. And she does. I just wanted to bring it up because I kind of wonder what that black dress looked like. Like, which one is that he
1: specifically... Probably all of them. Probably. hmm Yeah. But this one in particular is just so basic, but looks amazing and on her. And she looks like
0: she's seven feet tall. I know. And she's only, like, five eight. She's, yeah. like, our height. Yeah. But I don't feel like I'm
1: that tall. <laughs> no.
0: But, like, the way it's cut, because it's, like... It's mid like ankle, m-
1: yeah, or not mid ankle, mid uh, thigh,
0: mid uh, calf,
1: calf. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, calf,
0: or yeah. So it's like a a weird length, mm-hmm. but so cute. It's I love super
1: it. cute. She looks like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and I think that's going to get her pretty far. <laughs> We are at the beginning of the evening and Lorelai thanks everyone for coming and announces that to commemorate such a special evening that she ordered horse-drawn carriages for everyone in the town. It's two to a carriage, no more, no less, and to get out there and enjoy a ride. Um, The first people we see enjoy a ride is Luke and Lorelai. And they go around and, um, you know, Lorelai's in her whole like, oh, the town looks so beautiful right now. And Luke's like, are you kidding me? It looks like it always looks. It doesn't look any different. And Luke says, you know, he makes a comment about how Now he sees that Jess left all the lights on in their apartment. And Lorelai asks how things are going with Jess. And Luke says they're going really great. He says he discovered the secret of parenting. (laughs) And Lorelai's like, oh, please, please tell me what the secret of parenting is. And Luke says, you envision the, the picture that you want or the truth that you want. And then you lie to get it. He's like explaining manifesting. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) it. He just like mansplained manifestation. (laughs) And that's okay. That is fine. But But I love it. I do too. I love that Luke would practice. (laughs) Manifestation. I know. (laughs) It's very charming of him. It's like so cute. And Lorelai's like, that is so much worse than I could have ever imagined. (laughs) (laughs) And you would think that that would almost be switched. Right. And Kind of. Maybe not. Yeah. So he says, you know, winter break is coming up. So Jess has some time off of school and his mom never called. And Lorelai says, oh, that makes me sick. And he said, I told Jess that I thought since he was just getting adjusted and just moved here that it's best he stay with me and that his mom was super upset. But I, I was looking out for his best interest. And Lorelai has like a smirk on her face where she's like, he is trying to do A good thing, but she's like, he knows. And Luke's like, no, he doesn't. And she's like, no, he knows. And that's where their ride ends. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very sweet of Luke to make that gesture of, I want you to stay here. And I think in a way, Luke, it does think that it's probably better for him to stay here anyway. So I don't think that part of it was false.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But Jess knows his mom. And Luke knows his sister. And I think there could have been a better lie. <laughs> a better <laughs> lie than she called and she was so upset that you didn't come when she was the one that shipped him there in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. But what yeah. are you, what are your thoughts on this this exchange here? With about Jess and No, what are your thoughts on this exchange between Luke and Lorelei? Uh, um Um <laughs> uh, he was like by the carriage
0: and his back was towards her when the the scene first starts and she's already in the carriage. Mhm. And he was like, and she's like, hey, get in here. Belt man. Get in here, belt man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that, sorry, that's how the I guy say it. The with the
1: belt, I think she says. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I was just checking out um, how how these uh, carriages work and stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that he was just hanging around hoping that she would tell him to jump in.
1: Yeah. Because then think. he's like, well, the horses are beautiful. And she's like, yeah, especially from this angle. A nice firm Heine And he's like, stop talking about the horses Heine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. They have like their playful banter still going on. And it I does think feel more like friend-ish it does. here than... He does not...
0: It's like he... I feel like Lorelai was trying to be kind of romantic in her way, like mm-hmm. by talking about how dreamy the town looks with all the Christmas lights and yeah. isn't it magical? And yeah, like I think that she gets swept up on the idea of like romantic mm-hmm. talk and stuff, and that's mm-hmm. not Luke. Right. He's not going to be like, yeah, it's very dreamy. Right. And I think that when he starts getting cynical, it brings it down to, like, a friendship level. Mm -hmm. And Lorelai thinks of it as, like, a friendship level. But she's not looking at it like they're flirting. Right. You know? Yeah, This is actually flirting. But I don't know. I think the stuff with Jess is sucky.
1: And... I think she just... She tries to reel him in, and when he doesn't respond, she kind of recoils a little bit. Like, when he doesn't fall for the flirtatiousness of it all.
0: And her, yeah, and her kind of flirtatiousness. Mm -hmm. Flirtatiousness. But, like, because where Max would, would do stuff like that, but it didn't feel authentic.
1: Right, right. He would have been like, oh, it's very... This reminds me of Charles Dickens. Yeah. Yeah. hmm Yeah. And, like, quoting stuff, and it's just not Luke. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, she does
0: recoil, and then, like, she turns it around to, like, his family stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah, it's... It was a nice... Like, she segued into, like, basically what's keeping them apart. Mm-hmm.
2: For Mm -hmm. the show,
0: whatever the show used Jess as an excuse to keep Lorelai and Luke so apart. This is where the writer um, had Lorelai segue from that exchange of possibly trying to flirt with Luke
1: Mm -hmm. into that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We are now with Richard and Emily on their horse-drawn carriage ride, and. (laughs)
0: I love how they're breaking these scenes. They break it up.
1: Mm-hmm. We,
0: yeah, it's, it's like, nice. This is like easily could have been like, now we're in the carriage ride, like cut back and forth to each couple.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But you yeah, get the feel full like,
1: ride with yeah, each couple. I kind of love that because I feel like it's so easy to just like weave them in with each other. But the fact that they're getting their own scene each kind of lays on the significance of their conversations. Uh-huh.
0: And and as an audience member, you feel like um, you're in the carriage ride with each yes. of those couples. Yeah. And so instead of like being outside of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot um, that I love about the direction of Rory and justice carriage mm-hmm. ride that we can talk about. But in this short scene, Emily and Richard are sitting and she's like, Ah, oh, this is horrible for my hair. And Richard says, it's not as horrible as the other thing. And she's like, what are you talking about? And then they make an old people having sex joke. And <laughs> and,
0: and he like plays around with his her hair.
1: Yeah. And then they talk about going on a roller coaster. And it's just clear that he is like. He's acting childlike. Yeah. She's like, are you two years old? And first of all, I wanted to be like, Emily, two-year-olds do not have sex. Because that's what she says after he, like, hits on her. And it's like, maybe you could have said 12. He, that might have been better. Even not. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, he's acting like a teenager. Yeah, like a teenage boy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Richard's horny. <sighs> Stop saying that.
0: (laughs) Like, it's fine. But. Old people do have sex. I just want to let you know. Okay, let's
1: move on. Sorry, everyone. I can't. (laughs) I can't. My brain cannot go there. Um, But, yeah, it's very clear that he's, like, let go and is, like, on cloud nine. And she's loving it, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Cause they're like, Oh, he's been so crabby. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I'd be so annoyed, and, and like f-
0: not like a good like Luke crabby.
1: No, it's like like a, a mean. Uh-huh. I
0: hate you, crabby. Yeah,
1: so it's a very drastic change, and uh, that comes at a cost, as we will soon find out. Mm-hmm. But I can't talk about this scene anymore because I'm so ready for the next scene. Okay, let's do it. Okay. <laughs> We are now at my favorite scene, probably, in the entire episode, where Rory is getting on her horse-drawn carriage, and she says, I guess I'm alone. The carriage takes off, and on jumps Jess, and of course he's going to jump on, because A, that makes him look cooler, and B, he... She she can't get out of it. (laughs) No, she can't get out of it, exactly, (laughs) And he's like, oh, I can jump out if you want me to. And she's like, it doesn't matter to me. And he asks if she's mad at him, which I think is a really interesting question, because A, why does he care? And B, what compels him to feel that way? Because she's been short with him before. But she reveals that he got into a fight with Dean and he's like, Dean. And she's like, my boyfriend. And his response is, oh, you're still dating him. And I'm like, <laughs> how dare you? I know. How dare you? In the best way. Um, people that are listening are going to be like, they hated on Max <laughs> so hard. It's, for, like, pressuring Lorelai, but this is a different kind of pressuring Rory to, like, be done with Dean.
0: Yeah, but this is, like, teasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is, like,
1: flirting. Right. And And Jess says, I don't need Dean's help. He doesn't need to help me. And he says, you know, I was fighting Chuck Presby or whatever because he's a jerk. And Rory's like, oh, he is a jerk. So then Rory's like, okay, you were fighting somebody that is, like, a total jerk. Mm -hmm. So who cares? And he said, this town is just weird and full of jerks. (laughs) And she's like, well, then why are you here? And she says, you could have gone home for your vacation, but you're still here. He tells Rory that his mom didn't want him to come home. And she doesn't believe it. And he tells her that Luke said, you know, my mom wanted me to come home. But he thought since I was still adjusting that I needed to stay. But I know that's not true. And she's like, that can't be true. And he goes, okay, well, you can believe what you want. And it there's no proof of this this is just me feeling out a situation but I think in that moment Rory's like I don't think you're as bad as everyone thinks you are Mm -hmm. I think you're just hurt yeah and I don't know anyway he then asks or no, they they drive past the snowmen and he says he loves their snow woman and says that there's a resemblance to Bjork. And she's like, that's exactly what we were going for. Which causes Jess to then question, what do you and Dean talk about? Because when I talk to him, or when I've heard him talk, he doesn't talk about things like Bjork, or like, you know, what do you have in common? And she's like, well, I've played him Bjork a few times. And he's like, Oh, so you have like a teacher student kind of thing going. And she's like, No, we talk about everything, like, whatever, everything. (laughs) And he's like, Oh, I guess I just don't know him that well. And she's like, you don't. He's like you guys just don't seem like you would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you going to talk about? You guys
0: wouldn't click, right? And you know he's not wrong. Yeah, he says like you know it's like I sit in class and um I've, I have, I have a classes with him and it doesn't seem like he's your type of you know. Mhm. He's on your level. Yep. And it's so a way to dig at him and and, and plant a seed. Dig at Dean, and then also compliment her. hmm hmm And he's like, oh, you know, showing that it's actually her and him that have the commonality.
1: Right. He spotted Bjork. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, look at what I can notice, and you don't have to tell me about it.
0: And I also noticed that you were mad at me hmm Because I'm always... She said, I'm always kind of observing you. Because, like, she goes, oh, you, you knew which snowman was mine? Mm-hmm. So he must have at
1: some time... He saw- must have seen them working on it at some point.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So
1: he's noticing things.
0: And they're not even, like, together. And he can tell that when she's annoyed with him. <laughs> right. Just right. by looks, because... The only reason he would gather that she's annoyed with him is by... Because they like to do the thing where they look across the room at each other. hmm And she usually kind of gives the little Bambi eyes. Mm-hmm. But, you know, today it was the glares
1: because of his fighting. Right. Or, like, he, the aversion to looking at him. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's interesting.
0: I think... And it also comes down to this trope of like, and a very real life trope, especially when you're a young female or young male, whatever, Um, however you, it can really happen to anyone. But you fall into that thing where you look at someone and you're like, oh, they're misunderstood. Mm -hmm. And... The reason everyone dislikes you is just because they don't know you. Yep. Like I know you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And although I do think that this is very true for Jess, he does mm-hmm. display very problematic mm-hmm. <laughs> tendencies. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's interesting because, <laughs> like, that's not usually a great person to be involved with because it usually everybody else is right. And mm-hmm. you're the one that's wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And two, I think sometimes people in those situations, they get so consumed by their everyone else's perception of them that that's just the trajectory they're going to be on, whether or not they could change that themselves.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: where I think he gets so caught up in people think I'm a bad kid. That he just runs with it. Yeah. Because it's easier than trying to change everyone's mind.
0: Yeah. And, and I think, and it sucks.
1: We see him try to change Lorelei's mind. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Because, like, I mean, if everyone around you is like treating you that way, it doesn't really matter what you do. <laughs> no. You know? Right. Yeah. At that point, because everybody's already made up their mind and how are And you probably won't want to do better anyways. Right. So it is that tricky situation of like, oh, now I feel like I'm in that situation. I know. <laughs> you, know
1: when, you know, when you're like,
0: no, I see the good in him.
1: Yeah. I see it's the like the, I see the little mermaid, you, yeah. like, daddy, I love him. And he's like, yeah. Anyway, so that's just, just fresh on my mermaid. mind. <laughs> yeah, But... It is like but also then that creates the whole I want him because no one wants me to want him. Mhm. And that's very teenager. Oh, and 100%. like 100%. Just fun to it watch. So much fun to watch. Yeah. Um So yeah, they go on a carriage ride together. And it's It's one of my favorite scenes because any time Rory and Jess get that alone time to talk, they don't, he doesn't waste any time talking about whatever with her. He is very intentional about what he asks and what he says. Yeah. There's no questioning his, like, I shouldn't say motives because I do know his motives, are to like convince her that maybe Dean is not right for her mm-hmm. but i don't question his authenticity with Rory no i think there's a
0: there this is an there is chemistry mm-hmm. and and it's not just like sexual chemistry no this is like there's intellectual chemistry yes and like and when you get both of those together
1: mhm mm mhm hold the phone i know and i think he is definitely more experienced than Rory. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's like, she's not experienced when it comes to relationships or, you know, like boys in general. And I wonder if also that is intriguing to him. And he feels like he needs to make these like moves to get into, to get her to like follow suit kind of. Mm hmm. And he's like, it becomes like a cat and mouse game for him. Yeah. Mm hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think he's very drawn to her, like good, like good nature and. Mm hmm. Innocence.
1: Yeah, big time.
0: And it's alluring to him because I think he knows that she's pretty smart and there's. (sighs) <sighs> yeah. he just knows. He if, just if, knows. If she's reading that, if she's reading the stuff that he's reading, mm-hmm. he knows Dean's not going to, capable of pulling off. Right. What Rory needs.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He knows J- what he's doing.
0: E S S.
1: Mm-hmm. We are at the actual dinner part of the evening, and food is served. Jackson is killing it as the squire, and everyone seems a little apprehensive about the food. Lane's mom asks if everyone prayed before dinner, or doesn't anyone pray before they eat? And Lane says, oh, yeah, they all pray. Silently. Silently. And so she asks Babette, did you say grace? And Babette's like, (laughs) and then she elbows Marty and they pretend or Maury and they pretend to pray. And it cuts to Jess and Luke commenting on the strangeness of the food. And when the dessert round comes out, Clara, Dean's sister, says that she would like to eat her dessert with the horses
0: Can I eat my dessert with the horses?
1: Yeah. And then Bootsy's like, I can't remember how many beers I've had. And she's like, you've had nine. Wasn't it seven? Oh, seven. And I don't know why she
0: was like counting Bootsy's beers. Yeah, that (laughs) seems like a trauma
1: response. (laughs) Just to, you know. She's like, what, nine? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting response to that situation. She's
0: also standing really close to Bootsy. Mm-hmm. She's like, "Everything okay, Bootsy?" It's
1: like, mm-hmm. kind of creepy. What
0: the hell's going on here?
1: Yeah. Also, like, I'm weary of children that love horses that much. Horse girls. Yeah, I. But then again, I was not brought up in a sub in a suburb where people were horse people. I wanted a horse really bad. I was.
0: I was a horse girl. You were a horse girl, kind of. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I didn't wasn't a horse girl, but like I definitely went through. You dabbed into it. You dipped your toe into Uh, the horse girl pool. Yeah, I wanted to get a horse. I remember begging because we had like family. I had cousins who had um, cousins who had like a horse farm, and then we went and visited, and then I bonded with a horse named Special. And I begged for special. Anyways, I was like, "Can I eat my dessert with it?" They wouldn't let me. (laughs) Okay, (sighs) just cut that out. But yeah, no, she is. Yeah, I would. I be we'd just be very wary of.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people go through horse girl phases. I mean, maybe. Maybe I'm just not normal, and that's very well. Did
0: you have, like, an animal? I also went through that with butterflies and dolphins.
1: No. Oh. I don't think so. Not that I can recall. The only time I ever felt that way was when we had, like, an actual pet. Okay. Like, we had cats, and we had a ferret, and we had kittens at one point. And dogs. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. But uh anyway, enough about us <laughs> and Dean's annoying little sister. Yeah. So he tells her she can go off and eat her dessert with the horses. <laughs> I'm sure because he's like, Yeah, you've been cock blocking me enough for one evening. Go have fun with the horses so I can like spend time with my woman. And They're all exchanging these different stories and Richard is talking about when they went to Prague and how he hummed Mozart's um, Prague Symphony when these people were playing Cher in the streets and just when they were young and did, you know, funny things, he and Emily and Taylor cuts in. He's like, this is the most interesting conversation I've ever had with an insurance man. And Richard's like, oh, yes, I I know what you mean. Insurance. People are, you know, boring drones. And I'm glad to be rid of them. And Taylor goes, oh, are you retired? And Emily goes, of course he's not. Right, Richard? Right, Richard? (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, well, actually, I am. And it cuts to Lorelai and then Rory, and it's like, all right, the dinner party is now over. Yeah, like, Richard gets up and, like, leaves. hmm Yeah. I mean, that is a pretty big decision to make without consulting your wife. Yeah. But, you know, I guess that explains why he's in such a good mood. hmm But... That's going to have some major repercussions. Yep. Yeah. All right. The Gilmore girls are getting ready for bed. And as they are getting ready, Rory asks if she, if Lorelai has heard from Christopher. And Lorelai says, "Why, why would I have heard from him? And Rory reminds her that they always hear from him at this time of year and she hasn't heard from him yet. And Lorelai admits that there was a call and she didn't know what she wanted to do, but she freaks out and she's like, there was a call and there's still time to go if that's what you want to do. But I wanted you all to myself and we were supposed to watch Godfather 3 and goes on and on and on and on and on. And Rory says, I don't even know if I want to go, but we have to remember that we are rooting for dad and that we want him to have a good life and we want him to be happy. And she says, you are like totally wigging out over this. And you're jealous and of you're, Sherry. Yeah, you're jealous of Sherry. And Rory says, we can figure this out. Like, I'll still call you mom and then I'll call Sherry mommy Sherry. <laughs> and Lorelai is like, please quit messing with me. And she's like, it's not a big deal. Like, we want dad to be happy. And you're overreacting. You're way overreacting. Yeah. And I, first of all, I can understand where Lorelai is coming from. Because if you are used to having that time together, it does suck when something comes in between it. Mm -hmm. And especially when it never has before. He's never asked Rory to come stay the night. He's always just stayed with them.
0: Yeah, and it's like, and, and it's because another woman's involved. Exactly. So she's just having kind of
1: her own. It's like natural. Yeah. I think. I think so too. But then, you know, I also see where Rory's coming from, where she's like, I just don't know if I want to do that. And I think it would be kind of weird as Rory, to go and stay there since she's never done it before. And she's never even met Sherry. Right. She's never met Sherry. And it just feels kind of forced. And I don't, like, I wouldn't like that.
0: Yeah. And it's,
1: like, so short notice, too. hmm mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. I think for... For Christopher, this is, like, his way of including Rory in his new life and new ventures. But for Cher or for Lorelai, it's like, what is your motive behind this? Because you've never done this before. Mm -hmm. And I think Rory is, like, seeing how uncomfortable Lorelai is with it. And she's like, I don't know if I'm even ready for that step but it's easier to just say mom you're overreacting and than, you're jealous and you're jealous and you do not
0: you're not completely over Christopher
1: right like this is another example of Rory being like the level-headed one
0: yeah i don't have one ex that i'm like i wish they weren't with anyone
1: or you know what no, i mean yeah
0: yep it's like yep. Exactly. It's just, like, that's so... To me, if I was sitting there and, like, mad about an ex with somebody else,
1: I'd be like, well, I'm not Mm -hmm. over them. Mm Mm-hmm. Completely. Yeah, it's a really interesting choice for Lorelai, but this is going to be a never-ending thing for her. Like, (laughs) never-ending. And I just wish she would grow up.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean... I get it. Is it ending, though? Like, I don't feel like they really touch upon it much in the revival. I can't remember. Not a whole heck of a lot, no. I think that she's finally made her peace.
1: Yeah, but it takes her so long to get there. I know. It's brutal. It's exhausting. And that's that. Once that's settled, they get a knock on the door, and it's Emily coming in to visit. And she says she can't sleep in her room. She wants a new room. Lorelai informs her that all of the rooms are full and that she will have to stay with them. And she said, I can sleep with Rory. You can sleep in this bed. She says, okay, well, can I use the bathroom in the mirror? And Lorelai says, of course. Then there's this really beautifully done mirror moment where Emily and Lorelai are both putting on, like, my grandma would call it cold cream
0: mm-hmm.
1: before bed. And Rory's like, whoa. It's <laughs> like looking into my future.
0: Because, like, they're Emily's in the bathroom mirror and Lorelai's in the vanity mirror. And they're mm-hmm. literally right next to each other. Yeah. And they put their cold cream or their... Face cream. R- face cream on their face identically. You put one on the left side than the mm-hmm. then the forehead and then they like do this thing where they push their hand back and they like kind of pose their face. Yeah. And like look at themselves in the mirror at the same exact time. It's just great. It's so lovely. It's such a nice choice. And it's so true. Yeah. Cuz I like I I've been called out that I do this I do the same mirror face when I'm getting ready that me and my sister and I as of my mom, mm-hmm. there's like a look we do, I guess. It, I didn't notice it. Yeah, but.
1: yeah. it's funny because I'll see pictures of my mom when she was like a teenager or a kid or whatever. And I can see myself in those pictures and in like her mannerisms in the photos. yeah I'm like, that's very me. Um, but my mom always says I look more like my dad than I do her. But everyone, whenever we're together, they're like, oh, "You guys look like twins," and I'm you like, "You guys do look like each other." Mm-hmm. I think it's the hair more than anything else, <laughs> but that's because we go to the same stylist, <laughs> so whatever. But Emily is clearly very frustrated and said that they have not spoken since dinner. She is so mad that he made that decision without talking to her first. And Lorelai says, "I think that job was killing him." Like, Mom, she's like, Mom, it, the job was killing him, so
0: it's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, Emily's, like, laying in bed because they've gotten to bed at this point. hmm And she thinks about it. You can tell what she's processing. Like, yes, Lorelai is right. Right. It is killing him. hmm And then she, like, gets up to leave.
1: Yeah. She's like, I can't. I have to go for a walk. I can't. I need to
0: think. Every time it gets worse for her, I think.
1: Yeah. She's like mad
0: that like, yeah, it it was
1: killing him. But Mm -hmm. why isn't he talking about any of this with me? Right. That's what it boils down to is that there was no conversation about it. Mm -hmm. It just happened without her being fully on board. Mm-hmm. And I think if he would have talked to her about it, she would have helped him figure it out. Yeah, and I Emily's so into
0: her job titles and mm-hmm. number 1, she is like Richard's wife, that is her job.
1: Yeah. Her so, job is to support him.
0: And like for him not to come to her means that she's doing something wrong in her job mm-hmm. as a wife. Mhm. Completely. I think that's a great analogy for that. Yeah, she loves that man. She is ride or die. She is Lana
1: Del Rey. (laughs) (laughs) Emily is. um, She is a ride or die man, and she will ride or die for that man. Mm hmm. And that's great. I think it's wonderful for her and. And she will ride and ride or die for her family, Mm -hmm. truly. And I think people give Emily a lot of grief because. Is she like the perfect mom? No. But when when you put a lot of things aside, she will do what she can for her family. She'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I think first and foremost, that is something that is super commendable that a lot of people don't do. Yep. And it's
0: um and yeah. Truly. And it is easy to
1: look at Emily and be like, oh, is Emily an asshole? She, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is she a bad mom? Because she comments on different things that Lorelai does or, you know, argues with Richard about this or that. And she's not nice to maids. And yeah, those are not great qualities. I'm not saying she's a saint. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying is, if you need her to show up for you, she will show up. Mm -hmm. And we see it time and time again. And the biggest thing that gets me this season, especially, is the finale Mm -hmm. with Lorelai's graduation. She shows up to that with cameras and <laughs> equipment and, and like she's not the one that kicked Lorelai out we can no. get into
0: all of this yeah. but like truly if people there are like go look up true crime and type in some of these
1: women who are been mothers and mm-hmm. you can see what a bad mother is yeah uh, no, I think Emily's, deep down we know that her intention is to care for her family and to be the matriarch of her family Yeah. 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 That's her intention deep down. And I think this is very hard for her because she wants to help her family through whatever she can and she can't do that if they don't talk to her.
0: Yeah. It's like not about Richard quitting the job. It's not about financial. Mhm. Which could easily be something that I could see yeah. someone falling into. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that with Emily. It's not. It's that he did not come to her and tell her.
1: Right. That's all it's it's based on. Yeah. Yep, completely. We are now with Emily walking into the lobby of the Independence Inn. And she sees Richard sitting there with his legal pad. And she says, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see you there. I'll go back upstairs or whatever and he says no please stay and he comes and he sits down next to Emily and he says he met with the CEO and started talking about how unhappy he had been and then all of a sudden he was resigning and he it just came out he didn't expect to resign at that meeting it just happened And he goes, you are someone who likes lists. You like to prepare and know what's coming next. And I just, I didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to worry. And I was happy for the first time. I was, in a long time, I was genuinely happy. And he says, I I know that I've upset you, but... I started planning out and looking at everything financially, and he starts explaining, you know, where their money is going to come from and and what they can do and whatever. And I think because it shows that he he has a plan and he's doing her part by making this list of what needs to happen, she forgives him. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And he didn't want to worry her. So it wasn't like I didn't want to come
1: to you. Yeah, it was just, I I just needed this to happen, and then I would figure out the rest. Mm -hmm. And that's perfectly fine for them. Like, they are not people who spend frivolously, like, they live a frivolous life but within their means if that makes sense Mm -hmm.
0: i think yeah and i mean emily can go she does have that shopping trip where
1: she goes overboard yeah that one is fun (laughs) yeah but i think for them it's like he does take care of the financial side of things, and she takes care of everything else. Mm-hmm. And so she knows if he can still take care of us financially and figure things out, we'll be fine. Yeah. We'll be okay. He hasn't given up on everything entirely. Yeah. She's just been dealing with a lot of his mood swings. Mm-hmm. So hmm
0: So they're finally on the same page. Right. That... The reason he was so upset before was because of work, you know, and Mm -hmm. feeling like he was being pushed out of the company. And then, you know, he was treating her poorly then. So it's been kind of a roller coaster for her.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, and he admits, too, that job caused him to miss time with his family. Mm -hmm. And it makes you wonder if part of him... Self blames himself for things that happened with Lorelai because he wasn't around. Yeah. Did I push my daughter away because I wasn't present enough? Did I not support my wife enough through something very traumatic? Like all of those questions start to come to mind. Well, yeah, I mean, it's like if you only work, 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 work
0: you know, all of a sudden you're, you've missed a lot of years.
1: Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think this might also go back into the whole Rory is their second chance at having a lot of memories and and time together. And I wonder if part of him is like, I want that time. And I want to have time with my granddaughter. Mm -hmm. I don't want to be miserable and traveling and taking all these phone calls and stuff and missing out on Friday night dinners and, you know, missing out on, on my life with my daughter back in it and my granddaughter. Mm-hmm. So I think he had genuine reasons for doing it, whether it was preplanned or not. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think that it caught him by surprise how good he felt mm-hmm. quitting. Yeah, and on, and before it was like this dread of like they're pushing me out. Yeah, and that he had some agency in this moment, like with his own life.
1: Yeah, he like took it back for himself, yeah. and he was like, "I'm doing this for me." Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are with everyone the next morning, and we find out that Bootsy played, sang Hotel California while playing spoons on his head. That Jackson, um. Played percussion on his stomach. And that thing's got pretty crazy towards the end of the evening. Sounds like it was rather fun. And (laughs) Emily and Richard come down. And Lorelai says, oh, mom, you didn't come back last night. Did you get lucky? And Emily's (laughs) like, could you be any cruder? And she goes, oh, mom, you didn't come back last night. Did you get laid? (laughs) And they cut her off before she actually finishes laid. But but they did. They okay. Yep.
0: Sorry. I know you said you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not like being a prude. Like I'm glad that they would have a healthy relationship. <laughs> it's just not what I wanted to talk about in this episode. Okay, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about old people having sex,
0: that's it's- okay. I worked with this girl, um, and she was younger a long time ago, I like think 19 or something. And she like was like, people should not have sex over the age of 30 because it's gross to her. And what? I was like, oh my God, I feel bad for your life. I go, so you're just not going to have sex like after you're 30? And she's like, no, I'm not. I and wonder what she's like now. Yeah, because she's probably, that was a long time ago, so... She's probably not
1: having sex. (laughs) Interesting. All right. Uh, So Emily and Richard leave, and then they say goodbye to Suki and Jackson. And then Dean comes with Clara, and she says thank you for coming and tells them not to kiss. And Dean covers his sister's eyes, and they kiss. And when they start to walk away, you can see Luke and Jess talking to Lorelai in the background. And Jess looks over at Rory, and she looks at him. And Well, I mean, this is like a look. Yeah. That is one eyebrow up. But... Before he does that look, he looks away. Uh huh. Uh huh. And then when he turns back and she's still looking at him, uh huh. That's when he does the eyebrow. Yeah. 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 And she kind of is into it. Like, oh, she's very into it. I feel like she gets a little flushed. And then we see that Jess or that Dean notices. Uh huh. And I don't think she sees no. Dean <clears throat> notice. I don't think she
0: sees that either because she would have. Yeah, he. I think the biggest thing is he caught that she was like. There was a vibe. Yeah, yeah. And this is very different than Runaway Little Boy,
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where
0: there was he could see
1: that she was not.
0: Yeah, she did.
1: She did everything she could to show Dean that Tristan was not a threat.
0: And this whole time, he was worried about Tristan
1: Mm -hmm. when he should have been worried about Jess.
0: There was a different wolf
1: in that pack. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this kind of plays into Dean's insecurities because like Jess said, what do you have to talk about? And I'm sure there is a part of Dean that is insecure that Rory is incredibly intelligent and well-read And, I mean, even Richard made him feel bad about his life and goals and, Uh you know. So that is something that's probably always on the back of Dean's mind of this girl is way better than me in a lot of ways.
0: I mean, I don't think that he even... He doesn't even know that Jess is how he is like that he is similar to rory Mm -hmm. i think if he knew that he'd be even more
1: freaking out Mm -hmm. not that he's freaking out in this moment but but i know he picks up on something and part of me wonders too if it's like she doesn't look at me like that Mm -hmm. and she doesn't no I don't think she ever has. She has always had more of like an innocence yeah. with De- with Jet or with Dean, excuse me. And with Jess, it's like he's like really hot. Yeah, she's he. Jess is bringing out like she gets like flushed and like blushes like, yeah. and like it's a it is like full on Hormonal. teenage teenager hormones mm. hit. Hard when Mm -hmm. she looks at that guy. And with Dean, it's like, I love Dean. He's so sweet to me, and he's always been sweet to me. But Jess, when he looks at me, it's different. Yep, she's never... And it's just going to escalate from here. She
0: never looked at Dean that way, and she will never look
1: at Dean that way. Nope. Nope. And, you know, a lot can be said for that later on in the series as well mm-hmm. um but yeah i did i do have things to touch on in the town hall so i think we should
0: yeah let's let's um talk about how they ended this with bjork yes real quick
1: yes so rory says that she doesn't want to carry the luggage back home and Lorelai tells her who said that we're walking and you find out they're taking the horse-drawn carriage back home with their luggage in it, and they play Bjork Mm. in the background. Is it the... Which track is it? It's something Animals.
0: I know Uh, they say on here. Hold
1: on. I thought it was Homecoming. I don't think it's Homecoming. I will admit, I am not, like, super adverse in Bjork. I'm not going to... Be that cool person that
0: says I know all Bjork, but I do love some Bjork songs. Yeah.
1: Oh, completely.
0: <laughs> but um, I'm like that with all music. I'm just not a music knowledge to person. I'm like, I just kind of, I'm like the, like if music was a lake, mm-hmm. some people are on like really good at it. And they're, like, the people who own yachts.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you got your base of people who just, like, have a fishing boat. And I'm, like, on
1: a paddle boat.
0: Right. I'm just kind of, (laughs) like...
1: Oh, it was human behavior. Human behavior. yeah, Human behavior is what played. So, it's kind of fun that they end on that note. Especially after Rory and Jess talk about Bjork. Mm Mm-hmm. And... They see the snowman. Yep, they see the snowman, and it is completely demolished. The, the guy's nice snowman. Yeah, and, and Jess, or excuse me, I just have Jess on the mind. Lorelai says, what do you think happened? And Jess, oh my God. <laughs> Rory. And Rory says, oh, I don't know. That's weird. And I took that as in her and Jess did it, Mm -hmm. but you took it as in just Jess did it. Mm -hmm. And I suppose you're probably right, because if Rory had been missing for any amount of time, Lorelai would have noticed. Yeah. I mean, I think how she delivers it,
0: I can see why you would think that she was there. Yeah. Because she seems like she knows who did it like she you know what i mean but i think that she, she knows, knows. Who, she knows who did it but she didn't do it yeah and she's yeah. just like see he likes me but without having to tell her mom because she loves a, a boy secret
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. she even kept Dean a secret like she yep. loves keeping that stuff a secret uh-huh yeah uh-huh uh-huh we call this town meeting to order all right, for this town hall meeting, we'll get the usual things out of the way. We had 36 pop culture references. I'm almost certain we missed some. I'm sure. Because there were a lot of obscure pop culture mm-hmm. references in this episode. Um, like that, little oh. things they slipped in. Yeah, like not quite on the nose. Right, right, exactly. So I'm sure we missed some because last week's had over 40. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting to be a lot. Speaking of last week's episode, real quick, mm-hmm.
0: I did listen to it, and there was a part that I did want to bring up. You, oh, please do. You and Bryn were discussing whether or not the ice cream maker was from Emily.
1: Yeah. It can't be from Emily, because remember Road Trip to Harvard? Yeah, she says she's not going to give her the gift. She's going to save it. Yeah. hmm mm-hmm. It can't be from Emily. No, I know. I wish I knew who it was. Maybe it was from Lorelai, the first. <laughs> I don't know. It just It still bothers me Maybe that we don't know. It was not Max. Oh, my God. Yeah. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. Okay, so a few things I want to talk about. Direction-wise, there were a lot of really great choices in this episode mm-hmm. of things we hadn't seen before, even just the scenes on the sleigh, you felt like you were sitting in the sleigh with them. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. It felt very personal. Yeah, it was like... Even the dinner scenes, you felt like you were sitting at the table with them. hmm Yeah, the sleigh ride was divided up
0: ni- and nicely. Right, because... And it wasn't the same scenic route. Right. So and you we had were, talked about that. Yeah. So it's not that the time, the time wasn't linear. I mean, the time was linear mm-hmm. for each
1: scene, mm-hmm. but without, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we didn't talk about it like while we were recording, but typically when you see a scene like that, where everyone's doing the same thing. They're kind of, like, braided into each other. Mm -hmm. And this was very, like, first is Lorelai and Luke, then is Richard and Emily, then it's Jess and Rory.
0: And even, like, each of their carriage ride, we have progressed Mm scenic-wise.
1: So It was done very strategically. So
0: it's almost like it's interwoven. Yeah. Kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kept on a linear
1: path of time. Yeah, and I loved Uh-oh. that. I think that was a really interesting choice. I'm curious if that is how it was written, or perhaps it was written like, these are the conversations that are, need to happen during this time. How do we want to... Or if it was edited differently later. Right. Yeah. yeah. So... I don't know, but I, I enjoyed that because mm-hmm. I felt like it gave a moment for each of them, mm-hmm. where I feel like if they would have ha- if they would have been woven together, we would have lost some of the connecting between the characters.: mm-hmm. What do you think that the takeaway
0: lesson of this episode is?
1: Do you the, think there the is lesson. like a
0: lesson, like a
1: theme? Um, that's a great question that we've really never talked about before. I do wonder if something we need to start considering is, are we starting to get into the grounds of don't judge a book by its cover? Because as cliche as that theme and lesson is, I do think that that's kind of what we're getting at with Jess, mm-hmm. that not what you see is not what you get. Yeah. You know, I mean,
0: like, literally, like, that is his archetype. And like, right. And being and cliches. Okay. Right. I hate like when we can't be cliche because it's cliche for a good reason.
1: Right. And yeah.
0: it is cool. I mean, that's literally like a cool way of looking at Jess is he is like, literally the thing. Yeah, but he is. He is a book. Right. And you can't judge it by its cover. Absolutely. Um. Yeah,
1: that's a great one. What were you thinking? Did uh, you have a different one?
0: Oh, well, I think there's lots of different themes. Okay. Um, But I think that I there's something that this episode does really well where it feels like there is a lot going on mm-hmm. and it plays into that whole like. The the dinner, you know? Yeah. It's like they had a plan set for someone else to come here and do it, but they rolled with the punches mm-hmm. and it's like, everybody got together, like all the cooks in the kitchen
2: mm-hmm.
0: and like, literally yeah. the town is like the cooks. Yeah. You know, they're all cooking yeah. together to make this dinner come together. And we got Richard and Emily's storyline, which was pretty significant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think this was a great way to tell the story of Richard and Emily's life right now, like at this dinner, because everything that happens with Emily and Richard happens at dinner. Yeah. Like whenever we see them together at dinner, something always occurs, like big drama is revealed or. You know, some scenario is created at dinner time with them. Um, it's just an interesting choice to have it happen there.
0: Yeah, I think there's a lot to work with, and I almost need time to think about what all of it is. But
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: we have like Richard and Emily, and they do come to an agreement at the end. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So like they're on the same back on the same page and they're happy. And I feel like everyone is pretty generally in like happy. good
1: spirits now.
0: Yeah, it seems yeah. like it was very like palate cleansing. Yeah. This dinner was almost I very I love that. Yeah. Uh it, it's like a very good like holidays episode almost too. Mhm. But
1: yeah. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about the Bracebridge dinner. Okay. So this is an annual tradition since 1927. And it started when the, I'm going to butcher this, Awani Hotel in Yosemite National Park opened. Oh, cool. And the interior of that hotel Comes from inspiration from The Shining. So that explains that reference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And that's why she may have been interested in hosting a Bracebridge dinner in the first place.
0: So neat.
1: It is a seven course formal gathering held in the Grand Dining Room. Um, And it's presented by a Renaissance era lord. So that was Jackson, the squire. Um, it is inspired by the fictional Squire Bracebridge Yule celebration in a story from the 1820, The Sketchbook of Jeffrey Crayon. Is by, that the
0: founder of crayons?
1: I don't think so. <laughs> by American author Washington Irving. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Um, so there were musical performances and theatrical performances that all took place during this Bracebridge dinner. Mm. Um, tickets usually cost around $400 Dang it. and are very difficult to obtain. Dang it. Um, in 1992, oh there were 60,000 so applicants for the 1,650 seats available. So that's maybe why this paper company in Chicago decided to hold their own Bracebridge dinner. Because oh. they there's no way they could have gotten into the other one. Um, it's funny because she says they're going to serve an authentic 19th century meal, but it should be like a rena... It it ends up being a renaissance-themed meal, and that's not really that authentic, but that's okay. So that's like the history of the Bracebridge dinner. So neat. I Um, love that. Yeah, and there's actually a website that you can go to that talks about the Bracebridge dinner. And I had no idea that this was a real thing, but it apparently still goes on and you can look it up. They have some great like video footage of like promos for it and everything, but it looks like interesting experience, I guess you could Mm -hmm. say. This says attendance is no longer by lottery. Okay, so according to the Bracebridge Dinner Instagram... I'm going to follow them real quick. Hold on. (laughs) They postponed the year 2022's Bracebridge Dinner because there is a refurbishment project at the hotel. Okay. So they are hoping to return in 2023 but haven't they haven't posted since then so I'm not really sure what that means Instagram is awesome yeah I love seeing all the pictures they have great pictures and costumes and all of that fun stuff so it's worth looking into because I think it's fun you know And we love when actors get work. That's always good too. Mm -hmm. So I think, why not? And I love that. I had no idea that was a real thing prior to this. I want to
0: go so bad. And I
1: just like, want to go to Yosemite too. Yeah, definitely. I love it. So that's your history lesson for this week's episode, everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Next week we have season two, episode eleven: Secrets and Loans. This is. Is this where Luke loans Lorelai money? The termites. They have termites, mm. and she needs to get a loan. Yeah. Um, and one of our followers said this is one of become one of her favorite episodes. Oh. So I love, love, love that people are commenting um, on not last week's, but the week before when we were talking about the squirrel sweater. Yeah. Somebody commented that anthropology squirrel sweater sales were like on the rise because of our podcast episode. And I thought that was so funny. (laughs) I like laughed out loud at that and then (laughs) had to like explain myself to Bryn and he didn't get it. But that's okay. So if you're listening, just know that gave me a very good laugh. Um, I want that. I know. I still want that sweater. I think about it. I think about it every day. No, I don't. But we are just getting started, friends. Um, after this episode, we will start having some guests again. After Secrets and Loans, we have Richard and Stars Hollow. And then we will have a Tisket, a Tasket, and that our friend Jenny will be on. And she's excited about that. Then we will have episode 14. It should have been Lorelei. And that's a Leslie Linka Gladder episode. Ooh. And we will have Mary back with her boyfriend, Christian. And then we have Lost and Found. And eventually we get to um, episode 19. We will have... Um, Our good friend Michael and his sister, who is a big Gilmore Girls fan. They will be on that episode. And then the finale will bring us back with Mary. So we have lots of things in the works, my friends. And we'll finish season two right at the end of summer and start season three right at fall, which I think is so perfection. This has, like, worked out actually really well. Yeah. I don't want to say that we're, like, timing geniuses, (laughs) but we are and we love that you're here with us you can find us at underscore growing up gilmore underscore on tiktok and instagram and pinterest um i will post the links for our lists below so you can enjoy the music the books the movies the tv shows all of the above um stay tuned for more pop culture last week's was so funny um, the end with David Lynch, I was laughing so hard at the trumpet. That was,
0: he's such it was a,
1: fun. He's, he is beyond one of the
0: funniest human beings I have ever seen. So. I
1: remember you having watched that episode, and you were like, they just made a David Lynch reference. <laughs> I can't wait to make a TikTok <laughs> about it. It was so hard. I was like hung up. No, it Making was great. It, I
0: was like, well, how do I do it? How do I honor? How do I explain David Lynch? How do I explain that he's weird? Like, you know what I you mean? You did it.
1: You, you but, like, totally encompassed it. You can't, it. like,
0: show just clips from the movie I fe- or movies no. or TV shows because it's, like, very odd. Mm-hmm. It, but, yeah, it was kind of hard. But thanks. I'm glad it worked out. And some of it was already, like, some kind of already edited stuff Yeah, um, I found on YouTube. Um of whoever is a great editor, but yeah, and I would
1: was able to tweak in my own edits in there as well. But it was fun. It was and really that was fun. a long one anyway. That was going to mm. have to be two parts. So why yeah. not end it with? I was
0: like, you know, I'm going to spend time on David because he's like one of my favorites. So I spent and some they time love on Twin David. Peaks. Yeah, and and Amy and Sh- Amy and Pat Dan
1: obviously love David Lynch. So. Yeah yeah so we're getting up there folks pretty Mm -hmm. soon we're gonna meet sherry sherry baby there's gonna be some drama with dean and jess and i'm so ready and i hope you're all ready too because it's so fun it is so much fun yeah all right well Mm -hmm. thank you so much for listening we will see you next time see you next time